you know what I realize? Like we come on this conversation and we talk to the people like some people know us every episode. We have we we have not we have not like done we not introduced ourselves. We just like jump into the something something. Yeah, we are lucky. Eh? All right, so. <laughs> We should introduce ourselves to the intro yeah. more. I'm not even, I know he's recording. <laughs> so we should introduce ourselves today so people remember who. And we might have new listeners. Who exactly, don't we know might who actually we are. have new. I've, I feel like, a pressure now that we're recording. <laughs> yes. All right, so I'm, I'm going to start. So, hi, everybody. My name is Natasha Levy, and I am the She Has Kids in the She Has Kids He Doesn't. Um, I'm married and I have two highly spirited boys and um, I work as a a business development manager and I have a background in international marketing. I'm an adjunct lecturer, (laughs) a podcaster, (laughs) uh, a scotch lover and... um, and yeah, and so that's who I am. And I'm happy to be having this conversation with the he in the he doesn't, which is... Fabian Thomas. Tell us about yourself, Fabian. And I don't have any children, but I've mentored, fathered, coached, uncled so many. And it's really, I, I have to admit, there's a really powerful and beautiful thing when some of the young people who call me Uncle Fabian... Um, and there's just this, this love and energy, and I really think that's just so important. And I am also an adjunct lecturer. Adjunct lecturer. You know, academia love these fancy words, and adjunct just be part-time. part-time. <laughs> <laughs> really? You couldn't just say part-time? But no, no, no. But I'm also a trainer, facilitator, um, life coach, and corporate coach, motivational speaker, and I'm immersed in the performing arts and those are the things I know I'm here to do. So, and we're here again today. We are together again. And I'm it's flashing my fingers. Ten. It's episode 10. This is madness. This, Where is the time going? I'm going to tell you this because you keep dragging me into the studio, which is why we've made it to number 10. <laughs> which is why we've made it to number 10. <laughs> I'm, I'm, giving, I'm giving up parenting. There's a social studies exam that I should be studying with the kids for. And the spelling list that we get weekly, okay? So, yes. We have to record. We have to record. And, you know, I want to say it's been a really, really positive experience for me so far. Because we're doing something that we said we wanted to do. We talked yes. about it. And the responses we've been getting from some people. And please send us more saying practical and real and they feel like they're listening to two friends talking so so but we are somebody, two right, friends talking. somebody said it doesn't feel like you see they say some podcasts feel like i've come to enlighten you with this no. great info they said it's just us talking and they said it's real it's practical and we're pleased we're pleased with that and, and that to- was that was actually one of the things that that I said at the very beginning that I was not here to stand on this platform of I am mm-hmm. right as a parent mm-hmm. and I know everything. Mm-hmm. Like this literally is a space for parenting conversations. I'm trying to figure stuff out, and that was how come we ended up here because so. there were a few things that you know that would happen, and I would call Fabian and be like, Fabian, I really almost handled the situation. <laughs> so it was coming out of that yes. that you have this pairing that you're hearing. Right. And then the, the other mic. side is sometimes um Natasha would call me and say, So here's what happened. <laughs> this is what I did. And I would invariably say, That was awesome. Like, where did you find it in your headspace? And Natasha would always say, 
Where's the parenting handbook? Where is the parenting Who's handbook? Who's going to write and I said, you should write this handbook. But I think it's really a really, really important thing because, you know, in this day and age of there are a lot of experts mm-hmm. and a lot of life coaches. And people say, what makes a life coach? And I'm like, being alive. <laughs> but I think it's it's the not being prescriptive and saying, I have the answer. And some people do that. You know, if you buy my book. You'll get the answer. You'll get the answer. I have the, the but it can't be the answer because our lives are different. Our realities are different. But it's, it's this conversation. Here's what I tried. Here's what I think. Here's what I've seen done. Here's what I've done. And people can go, oh, I could try that. So I'm always wary of people who say, I have the five steps to a better body or I have the five steps to being happy. And I'm like, you have the definitive five steps. To parenting? Let's let's hear them. Let's yeah. hear them. <laughs> right. But before we before we jump into it, Fabian, you gotta you gotta spare me a few minutes. Did I tell you about how proud I was of of Eli on the weekend? I saw the post and I was like, yeah. All right, so Elijah is my, my nine-year-old and he loves chess but has not been very competitive. And a few years ago, the coach said, you know, it would be a good opportunity for him to go and do a chess tournament. And he turned up and had a meltdown, didn't sit down for the first match at all and turned around and, and stepped away. And so at that point, we were like, all right, well, you know what? When he's ready, it will happen. So, so there was a national age group and I'm going to get the name wrong. Anyway, there was a big chess tournament on the weekend and the mm-hmm. coach messaged everybody, all the parents and they were, and he was like, well, you should, you know, encourage your, you sign up. So I said to Eli, you know, are you, would you like to try it this time? And he's like, yes, sure. No problem. So I signed him up. Mm-hmm. So we've. All right, but he said yes before in the past, right? But then the morning of is always an issue. No. Anyway. Not happening. So the morning of, so for, for me in, in my mind, a milestone would be that he turns up and he plays a match. Right. That, like I'm setting it at, it's, it's not about the winning. Right. It really is about him just turning up and playing. So he goes, he registers. Well, not him, but we register. Mm-hmm. He sits down, he plays his first match, and it's a draw. Right. Already, I'm happy. It's a win. It's for him. The it's fact a, that he sat down and he played is a win. It's a win. Along comes game number two. And he loses game number two because he made two illegal moves. And apparently, it, it, like, it just finished really quickly. Mm-hmm. And Fabian, he had a meltdown. I'm talking about proper balling, eyes red, just really inconsolable mm-hmm. um, about what had just happened. And my husband and I are trying to, to talk, talk him through it. But I know that when Eli gets like this, because mm-hmm. he's saying he's finished, mm-hmm. he's not going to play anymore, mm-hmm. chess is stupid, he just wants to go, mm-hmm. and he starts mm-hmm. to get just really angry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, okay, look, we don't have to talk about chess. And so we sat down and we ate, and he played on his tablet, and we spoke about everything else. And then... The coach had a quick conversation with him. And luckily this was during the lunch break. So he ate and he had like a long period to decompress. And Fabian, game three came around and 
I said to him, all right, I'm going to go see what table you're on, okay? And in my mind, I'm like, all right, just, just, just watch him. And so I go and I check and I come back and I say to him, oh, you're at table 150. And Fabian, he sits down. He sits down at table 150. And I'm, I'm so blown away that I'm just like, I don't want to jinx this moment. Let me just step away real quickly. And he turns around and he goes, so what? No encouraging words? <laughs> so I turn back and I actually, I don't remember what I said because at this point, I'm just so happy mm-hmm. that he worked through what he needed to work through and he sat down after a defeat. Yeah for game number three and that for me was just like a a super awesome proud moment because it was about him overcoming right it was about and fabian the happy you see and that's huge and big time that that's a major example parenting it really is about recognizing what's a win the basic win but also when you get the the gravy because what you did you 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 gave him a space, as you said, to walk away. Not, we're not talking about chess. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about chess. We're not talking about chess. As opposed to, no, you have to face it, and which we do sometimes with, with kids, but also ourselves. Yes. No, you have to sit with it. No, sometimes you need a breath. You need a breather. And in that space of comfort and trust, he was able to say, I'm going to go sit at this table and then remind you of your own what no encouraging words. Like, when you're thinking, I don't want to jinx this, I don't want to box him in. So what, no encouraging words? <laughs> Beautiful. Because there's different ways, you know, they said there's more than one way of skinning a cat, which is probably a really inappropriate example. On a, no I never understood animals. that though. I think people used to eat cats in parts of America. No, no, and I know we're we're going off, but what do you mean? There's more than one way to skin a. I like, think people used to eat cats, and so he said there's different ways to do do. Yeah, it's one of those weird. weird okay, just move along, move along. Sorry, like hot potatoes. <laughs> so we should talk about that. So Cinco's I'm vindicated. Baby, yes, no one no, responded. Natasha, no, what? Who oh, responded? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't tell you on no. my Facebook page. Several people saying yes. People know also know about lime, and apparently it's hot. Sweet potato as well. Tell the people what the backstory is. The backstory is when we're talking about corporal punishment and some things we do to children. And I mentioned, and I said, like, hot potato under the arm for bad arm odor. And Natasha was like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, it's a Jamaican thing. It's a West Indian. And Natasha had never heard and thought I was making it up. Because you're dramatic. So we said we're going to find out. So there's a post on our Instagram page with the potatoes, a yellow thing. And then I put it on my Facebook page as well. And several people said, yeah, man, old-time remedy. Some people said they know it as lime. Lime. And some people said they know it as specifically sweet potato. And then somebody added, which I thought was really choice, that you should not eat said sweet potato. Afterwards. Afterwards. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Fabian. Who's going to eat the underarm potato? Fabian, no. (laughs) So it's real. So I'll tell you what, I'm going to take a screenshot of the responses on my Facebook page and post it to our Instagram page so people can see People have said, yes, I know of it. And, but it's brutal. It really, really is. And it for this, that sounds like we're going off topic. But what is the topic? It really isn't because I think talking, conversation, 
even like with Eli, is mm-hmm. important. Sometimes it really is about the talk. It's like, let's talk about either what you're feeling, what just happened, as opposed to you have to play the next round because you said you were going to finish and that's what adults do. It's like, no, we're not even going to talk about chess. And he found his comfort and even these conversations around difficult things like things we do and say to children. A young girl in a, a group I'm working with said, and boy, sir, no, the adult, they're kill me off. And it broke my heart. So she's talking about all the, the ch- children being killed and violence and against children. With everything else, the big people are killing us off. So we're going to have that as a topic in the group. So it's these conversations that sometimes are uncomfortable for us, but also for the children sometimes, a colleague of mine, Renee Retri, big up yourself. Hi, Renee. Renee posted that her daughter said, when I hear the word Corona, I just feel so tired. Yeah. Because it's, they're being bombarded by this information and this fear and it's this thing. And so Renee had posted just reminding people, talk to your children about the stuff in the environment and hear, are they feeling fearful? Are they feeling pressured? What are they taking away from the stuff they're hearing around them? And, you know, we tend to avoid. And so Natasha's been avoiding <laughs> this episode. <laughs> Favorite, 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 let's be, let's be clear. This is, this is not the, this is not the podcast about the talk. We're going to talk about why it is that I will not, I am not ready to do the podcast about the talk. So was it a couple months ago I said to Natasha, oh, I have a few things I added to our list and it's having the talk. And Natasha went, nope. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? No. She said, nope, not ready. I can't, I, can't, I can't manage that. So, you know, the talk, talking about sex. And she's like, no. No, no, favorite, favorite. And I brought it up like three or four other times. She's like, no, not ready. And I'm sure people, and I'm sure like if you've been listening to the episodes consistently, like he's brought it up more on more than one occasion. And my response has been the same. She's clear. No, mm-mm. can't manage it. Not ready for that. So why? What is it? What is this causing this, this concern? Favorite, I, 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 I don't even have words. <laughs> So your sons are 11, 12, 11, 11 and, nine. and 9. Yes. Okay. 11 and 9. And you think that's too young? Is that it? It feels like we're having the talk now. <laughs> <laughs> so is, so is that the concern that the... Favorite, I don't think... It, like it... Okay. As a parent... As a parent... Remember, I'm not standing in the place of perfection. <laughs> As a parent, I don't think I am ready to have. I am ready to have the and talk. That's real. Yeah. The talk with my my yeah. boys, and then so like I don't. So then, from a podcast episode perspective, like what am I going to contribute? My um <laughs> my my scaredy cat scatness. <laughs> Can't you pronounce the word? Scaredy catness. Yes. Actually, I should add that as a tongue twister. Scaredy catness. Like, or, or the fact that I'm chicken. so does it so what some parents have said to me is it feels like a a serious rite of passage and loss because when we have this conversation i think that's my baby yeah we've moved into another realm that's right (laughs) and i'm not ready i i think that's part of it yeah some parents have said that that it feels like we've entered another zone and I'm, I, 
this is my baby. This is my yeah. yeah and now I'm we're not, having this no. adult conversation about adult things, and it's like Mm-mm. no, I'm not ready for that transition. Uh, is that the same reason why people do baby names for body parts and things like that? No, I think that's a different thing. Cause like I, I mean like I don't. We've always called the parts the with by their correct names. Right. And there's a story I wish I could tell about yes the mm. children we had at the hospice and the boy. But yeah, I I'm not sure if it's not no. PG rate, but it's, um, it's the most precious thing. So <laughs> so from so we've always called we've always been you know these this is your eye your elbow your penis right you know um vagina breast right. you know you so know, proper elbow, names yeah proper names and that doesn't feel scary to you no that doesn't that doesn't feel that doesn't feel scary right. I think it is the um, I think my children kind of have a loose understanding of what sex is mm-hmm. already right right because they'll you know like if i'm hugging my husband like i'm in the kitchen and you oh good morning and i, I hug my husband like you know the 11 year old will go oh my god that's just disgusting i don't want any more i don't want another brother or a sister so like <laughs> so I, he's made the connection so between like, yeah. so hugging intimacy at another child yeah, right so there's there's some sort of you know, like, um, connection. There. Right. And, um, and uh, you know, the, the nine year old, we were studying, you know, um, the parishes of Jamaica, right. the counties, we got Cornwall, Middlesex and sorry. Right. So of course we, and I'm like, I remember doing this as a child, just getting all stupid and silly Middlesex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we were, we were just like playing around and I was like, all right, well, what if all these three bedrooms were like the, the counties? Cause like I'm, we're, I'm just right. trying to find a creative way to teach the parishes. Right. And he goes, well, then this room would be, this room would be middle sex for you and daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh my goodness. Oh my okay. So. <laughs> did you quickly change the subject? I did. I did. <laughs> Because what I love about this as well, Natasha, <laughs> is that in your realness and honesty, I think we oftentimes forget that parents also need support. It's not all easy. It's not all like, oh, yes, I'm ready. I have my cape and I'm ready to go. Sometimes no. the parents go, how on earth do I do this? I would how like do I either keep a straight face? Notes. How do I rate, bring this? And so I think that support for parents is important to be honest about fears and concerns or even gaps in knowledge. I've had parents say to me, to be honest with you, Mr. Thomas, I've avoided this topic because I'm not informed and I don't want to say the wrong thing and I'm not sure who to ask. So I avoid it because I really don't think I know enough to have the conversation. And sometimes I'm not sure of an adult who I trust to have the conversation with me, with my child. Right. Because I don't. So some parents, and they say they, they know they keep delaying. So one of the, the, the things that I've just been, you know, my, my, Crushing, crushing on a couple, Dwayne and Gabrielle Wade. I'm just loving them, loving them, loving them. And I like them as individuals. And I knew more about Gabrielle because as an actor and performer, mm-hmm. I'm not a huge basketball fan. Mm-hmm. And But he came in my radar, you know, when he, he got to that level of seniority as a player. Mm-hmm. And I'd hear him in interviews. And he was always so smart and honest and articulate. Um... In his own way, so not like a, in a scholarly way, but there was something real about him. And then there was an ad they did with him where they, all these people he had done really good things for came back to tell him thank you. 
And he just fell apart and he just allowed himself to cry. And I thought, what a nice youth. And then I saw him and Gabriel and just mm -hmm. the playfulness and the vulnerability. I said, so, you know, their child, um, their son, has announced that he would like to be called known as Zaya. Mm -hmm. So different gender identity. Right. They both said, okay, we're in unknown territory. So they called people. They emailed people. They, they, they got some celebrities who are transgender and said, teach us. I did not Tell know that. Tell us what this is. Yes. They, the, the, the show polls, they call the cast and other people and said to them, so we can support our baby and know what we're dealing with. Teach us. Mm -hmm. Tell us. We don't. And they did some reading online and then they said, okay, let's wrap our head around this. And it has been, and they've got horrible backlash, but it's beautiful because they got themselves informed. They dealt with their fears. They talked to each other about their concerns. And then they said, now... Because they said, we want to be the best parents for our child. We want to get a handle on it first so we can support. And so when Dwayne recently did an interview saying, I now have handled the thing of calling, of saying she. Because that that's pronoun. what my son's, that's the pronoun that my child, so I'm now, but he said, I had to work at that. Right. I had to deal with my own issues. I had to, or oh, a basketball player and a legacy, but this is my child and my family. So I had to re, I had to educate myself. But how many, how many parents, like in real Jamaican terms, because how many parents are, are, how many parents are having the talk in like the formal, I, f I think that more parents would talk to, talk to, would, would you're gonna have more conversations about why you never do your schoolwork yes. or why why you 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 hit your brother or why your your room's so messy like those are the conversations yeah you know but like how many of us are having the so talk we should do a survey so just like how we want to get the, your questions and there's a post up about that on our Instagram page now send us questions you want us to answer we're we're, we're gonna do a mini survey to find out how many parents actually have this formal because i it seemed to be a thing of my generation maybe a little older where there was the talk and people sometimes bought books or you or you get the book that say here read this if you have any questions <laughs> or you get the encyclopedia with the traumatizing pictures and you'd be like oh. and then sometimes the kids are like oh my god why are you asking me these questions but then I also, but then like, I know like they, they have at school, they have like some variation of, right. of like the talk, but it's, it's from like, so they'll talk to the girls about, so the it's conversation, more clinical. The, well, the conversation I think would be coached around, um, like puberty and, right. the, and the changes, the changes and the changes and that happen to your, yes. the, to your body as a boy, the changes that happen to your body as a, as a, as a girl. Right. Um, I don't know, like, I, and I'm being completely like stupid now. But should it be my job as the mom to have the talk with the boys? Is not what their father is supposed to be for? <laughs> like, and I'm laughing because why? Why is Natasha's it me? Friend Natasha shared some choice stories with me about <laughs> things that she ends up, and she's like, "But your father was right there. <laughs> why are you coming to me?" Why? Yes. It's so funny. It's like, okay, so there's another person in this house. Who has a penis and it's not me. So why come to How me? How am I getting to this conversation? Yeah. So that, that's a demonstration also of, of, of comfort. And you know, mom as the go-to person for a lot, a lot of us. And I think in terms of gender and roles that get assigned. And I, I talk about this quite a bit. And I think in Jamaica, 
and probably in the world, it's a conversation we need to have more of how either clearly by saying it or by how roles are assigned, mom is caregiver, mm-hmm. nurturer, the fixer of boo-boos and cooker of food, and dad is enforcer. Wait till your father come home. I'm going to deal with your case. Mm-mm, I am the enforcer. So you're less likely to talk to your father because uh-huh. he's not a he's not the talking person. He's yeah. not the conversation person. Yeah. It's mama. You know, sometimes when you if your mom is cooking or cleaning, she's talking. And I'm glad to see more and more men who are saying, I'm the talker. I talk to my children. I, I try so you to are break things down. Agreeing with, them. with me. You Fabian is agreeing with me that I am not the one who should have the talk. <laughs> He said all of that to say, <laughs> Natasha, I agree with you. You don't have to have the talk. I think you should be there for the talk, but not necessarily driving it. So why both of us need to be there, Fabian? <laughs> so you're on the same page. You get the same information and the same embarrassing questions or the, or the stunned silence. Like, I, I, do you have anything to say? No, I'm good. Can I just go to my room now? Because <laughs> the child is going, what just happened? And you know, here's the other thing that you may be onto something because sometimes young people say it's extra intense when it's both parents or when it's your auntie and you, where sometimes one adult is easier to deal with because it, it feels like something else when both people are in the room or your aunt and your grandmother in the room. Is it two of them? You're like, what? What's going on? So you may be onto something that maybe one parent, one guardian can handle it. The father. But, but you deal with the notes. What, 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 what are we saying? What's the take-home message? <laughs> but here's the interesting thing, though. It ties into the fact that we have, I think, woefully misinformed or under-informed adults in the world okay. about sex and sexuality and their bodies because, because, because of the absence of the talk. But here's, here's the interesting thing, right? Or a poorly done talk. So here's the interesting thing. My children already have this, I, I think they have, they have a framework of knowledge because it's, it's so much out there um, being, being spoken about. So they, mm-hmm. they have an understanding of, of um, gender identity, mm-hmm. which is not a conversation that like we initiated. So this is stuff that they're picking up right. um, just a- around them, you know? Yes. So um, people who are uh, transitioning and transgender right. and, and, and that blew my mind. It's like, th- I guarantee you, this is not a conversation right. that like I'm, you know, cause it's in the space. It's in I'm the world, you know, going a to the supermarket and I'm yeah. just like, so they have this, this notion already of, about, um, about that stuff so gender identity and right. um and sexual orientation right so they have that so like in my mind i'm already know everything so i don't need to have a talk with them <laughs> that's the avoider's version is that they know already man they know already they know but, more than me so they're good <laughs> but 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 Fabian, i actually what i was i mean i'm being a bit long-winded but in today, like in 2020, like what does the talk entail? That's the thing. It's a whole, because oh, it's there's a, a priceless. Have you seen there's a video clip, and maybe Damien has seen this, where there's a, it's a, it's a, it's a white father and son, and like a little boy is going out, and the father is like saying, so have you so-and-so, and so are you going to kiss? It's like, that's very sexist. 
Why are you going to assume that she wants me to kiss her? And he says, and he says, and no, and that's also inappropriate, Dad, because so and so gender, da, 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 da. and then by the time he's done, the father's like, just get out, go, yes, go, because now the kid is now saying, but no, that's inappropriate. That's actually very sexist, and that's hyper masculinity. And the father's like, I'm just asking. So it really is, and that's a really good question. What does a talk look like now? And even with adults, one of I have to admit, one of my favorite sessions to do when I was actively involved in Red Cross was a session on sexuality because I've always been open and uh, you know I break it down and and people there's no question that embarrasses me mm-hmm. and people would admit that they don't know because they got the basis but not the thing about what does this mean and feel in your body when you when you when you what does this mean for you so you get the technical information and people also shy to ask questions mm-hmm. so even with condom use mm-hmm. and sometimes it was heartbreaking because if the person had known this before and had asked this question before they wouldn't have made that mistake that got them infected because they thought they were using the condom properly or they thought that this practice was safe but it really wasn't and even young people when they get to ask and you're like no that is a risk because so and so and so because they piece it together so one of the ones that pops out in my head was a lot of young people say so we want to have sex but they say you're going to get pregnant Mm -hmm. what can we do that won't cause pregnancy Mm mm-hmm and they start doing those things mm-hmm. without a condom. Mm-hmm. Not knowing that she may not get pregnant, but every other STI that you can get mm-hmm. from having this kind of sex, you can get from having this kind of sex. Mm-hmm. And sometimes after they go, I didn't know that we just assumed because all we told you so, is so pregnancy, no pregnancy, pregnancy bad. And so we're not going to have sex there. We're going to do other things. and But it's a risk and it's a lower risk. But what does that mean? So it's, it's the nuanced conversations. So you see, I don't know. I don't know what the components of the talk would be. Okay. So like where's where, and I'm sure, I'm sure like, you know, like one of those child age development agencies, maybe like UNICEF or, you know, those people, they will have, I'm, we never looked it up. Like here are the things to include in the yeah, talk. Man. Oh, I guess what, but we might be onto something. So maybe that's an episode that we, we do, the he's, he, she has kids, he doesn't talk guide. Um, and I, I have to look it up now. I was on the Jamaican task force that worked on and created the, the sexuality handbook for Jamaica for, I forget the so, name of the so funding. This, so, this so there's is, a book. So this is the first it, conversation. And we did it age appropriate. So we did a section for... Oh. Yeah, we broke it down, what to include in the conversation. So you've triggered a memory. And it's funny, I go back to you, and God rest his soul, Joseph Robinson, who was a, was a colleague and friend of mine, when Ashe first did this book called Vibes in the World of Sexuality. I was in that play. That mashup Jamaica. They were yes. like, oh my God. They're, I they're, they're, they're that. talking about homosexuality. They're finding it. And they're saying it's normal. And, da, 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 and they threw out the whole book because of a few offending lines. Yes. Which you know we're good at in Jamaica. Yeah. As opposed to, okay, so this might be a trigger thing. So out of that, they said we needed some kind of tool because a lot of schools and teachers weren't using the sexual the vibes and the sexuality handbook. Mm-hmm. And I then, didn't and then actually. It got, it got banned. I didn't know about the handbook. I was, yeah, man, they did a handbook for the with the play to go when, along with the so play. So when so when they just started doing the play, right. I was part of it when they just started doing yes, the play. Yes, and out of the play and the performances and workshops, they developed they did a, a handbook. A beautiful, did not know that full color manual. It was and it was called Vibes in the World, World of, of sexuality. sexuality that went with the production, and it it was it was ahead of its time. 
it was so there was no homosexuality is wrong there was a, it was ahead of its time mm-hmm. so a mostly solid information mm-hmm. but it got thrown out and condemned and so years later and you remember the drama with the, the the thing that they tried to blame unicef for afterwards mm-hmm. yeah man there was another and they tried to and unicef was saying nope we didn't put in any information we proofread and edited what was sent to us mm-hmm. by somebody in the ministry. So, so somebody did lose them work because somebody got blamed for sneaking so in. The, so bottom line is that, like, if we look hard enough, there is this, you know, it, here, here's what here's what used. you can say to, yes. for this age. Yes. So when my husband is having the talk, he <laughs> and I'll find I'll search for my I'll, I'll probably be hard pressed to find it, but I'm still in touch with the lady who was in charge of the agency. From the states that funded it, and I'm sure I can get copies. And we were we painstakingly made sure we had it age appropriate section. So we had like, you know, four to eight, nine to fifty. Yeah, and it breaks down in each section. And it was something that had been done in other parts of the world, Africa, and we created a thing for you Jamaica. See, you see how not having the talk has like been so there you go. beneficial. So there are no accidents. Because There's... no, we're like, we're just, you know, coming up with all yes. these amazing things. And so, the, and so we will have another episode where it's actually the talk. Where and Fabian will coach me. <laughs> yes. And some suggestions to, of what to... have to, the talk. Yeah. And it's... Uh, but also, we also need more of these talks for adults, Natasha. People do not know their bodies, their erogenous zones. They don't know even safe practices. And even... I always say even some men in Jamaica, the bedroom bully thing in Jamaica. And it's like, well, first of all, it, it's violent and aggressive. Even the term daggering when it came out. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not a... But... Here's one of the things we found out with HIV conversations. The rougher the sex you're having, mm-hmm. the more likely the condom is going to burst. Mm-hmm. Worse if you're not using it properly and mm-hmm. there's more bruises, there's more higher risk. Mm-hmm. So even some of the cultural norms, if we talk about them and debunk them mm-hmm. and do it early with the children. So one of the studies have shown that if children, if young people have used a condom at first sex, mm-hmm. they're more likely to continue than when you start not using condoms because you cheat. And then have to learn, but we still have these myths around. No, if you give them condoms, they're going to suddenly turn into sex fiends. No. But it's also about understanding your body and even good touch, bad touch, saying no. Yeah. That, you know, and even some men, when you have men and younger boys, they talk about the pressure to perform because your friends are laughing at you mm-hmm. if you haven't kissed a girl or you haven't mm-hmm. had sex. So some boys either make up stories mm-hmm. or they become sexually active before they're ready because the culture says you should be doing this now. This is why I am not ready. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm not ready. I, for, for me, I just want to, I just want to like that the most pressing things I want to worry about is they haven't spread their bed. Right. Or Are they eat? did they eat? Did they eat? Yeah. Is homework done? Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to like take on that other stuff. Yeah, it's a lot. I'm so, connecting the dots. I have, to, I have to share a story quickly. Calabar. I don't. Remember, maybe it was first or second form. Or maybe it was even third form. Cause I was, I was pretty naive and innocent for like a good part of my life, and I remember feeling fully traumatized when I realized that all of my favorite female teachers who had children would have had to have had sex <gasps> to bring forth these children. I was devastated. Because <gasps> Miss is not doing that. Oh my gosh. Worse if I didn't like her husband look with him. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> no, Natasha, proper traumatized. Oh you know? my God. Favorite. But even that is a, is a coming of age awareness. Like, yeah. my 
teachers are having sex because she has children that aren't adopted? I was devastating. That's that's <laughs> that's actually hilarious. <laughs> um, but I think this is a I mean a healthy conversation. And again, I go back to in the absence of the handbook. Mm-hmm. What are what are the mechanisms of support for parents in Jamaica? You know, do they have other parents, other friends, are pe- people, you know, sharing with a friend and saying, "I'm confused" or "I'm scared"? Because that's really a really important thing. Because you don't want to do and say the wrong thing, or you're like, "I'm not ready to have the talk," much less, you know, to talk to my child about it. Where do people go for support? So let us know. You know, do you have yeah. other and friends, and we're other mothers, look up fathers? Some resources for you as well. You know, where do you go when the, when you really are stomped by a question? And then if you're going online, is there Jamaican stuff, or is it a lot of times it's non-Jamaican? So culturally, is it culturally relevant stuff that you have access to? And also let us know. And we'll do some research, um, on and suggest some support. What is the kind of stuff that as parents? you want help with you know a mother recently said to me you know her son keeps lying he keeps going home and telling him to do the homework mm-hmm. and then when she checks and i felt really bad for her the first time when she other people like yeah they get homework every day mm. and he's done it again so i said to her you know with your permission i'd like to have a conversation clearly something is going on yeah. when you are intentionally going home and saying i'm not getting any homework Something so she said, please, I'd appreciate it because she something's going on. But even that, you know, how do you what kind of support when you get when you're stumped or your 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 knee jerk reaction is anger as opposed to let me pull back and then try to have a conversation about this. So yeah, parents, let us know how is it what in the parent world, what kind of support do you have? How do you deal with your fears and anxieties? Um, so it doesn't. And have you had the talk? And have you had the talk? Or what was are you like, like me? Who thinks that the father should have the talk with the boys? I you know that used to happen. Mothers would deal with the girls. The girls exactly. And fathers would deal with the boys. Um, and, was, and, how old, and how old were you, your and kids? And what age? Yeah. Because yeah. in this and did you, age, And did you have... And we're about to step into something else. Did you have a different conversation... With the girls with versus the girls, boys. With the boys. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. So... Episode 10. Episode We're 10. We're at the end of episode 10. The avoidance so this, episode. Yes. <laughs> it's the, you know, not not having the talk. It's, it's the talk about not, not having, having the, the talk. talk. Yes. <laughs> and it has been a pleasure and a delight. It has. It has. Being here with you. We want to pick up our producer, Damien Michael Movies. So, oh, so Natasha, mm. one of the things that I should have mentioned when I was talking about who I am is I have a new thing on the horizon. Fabian, how do you... F- f- sorry, before you go any further, what do you mean new thing? Where do you find time? <laughs> I was asked in an interview today and I've, I've had to say I'm, I'm glad I've learned the lesson of being present and living intentionally mm. and saying if I want to do this, I have to find the time. So I write things, I have lists of things. And so what is this new thing that you have found I've the time I've always wanted to, to have a talk show and an interview show. Like, let me tell you, my, my childhood and, and it has been riddled with that, things of, you know, co-hosting with Oprah and doing the Arsenio Hall. And so I started a while back a YouTube channel called Fabian Say, mm-hmm. which is me holding my phone and talking about something. I'm now having a show called Fabian Say. That's what? a talk or interview show. And it's going to launch on the 14th. 
of March. Well done, Fabian. Fabian say, and I'm excited. And my producer is dun, 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 Damien, Damien Michael, Michael Movies, who not only records audio, he shoots video and designs stuff. Pretty I'm awesome. telling you, and he's he's one of he's our one of our people who met with the other people in our circle. And so I'm really excited. So Fabian say YouTube, check it out. March 14. March 14. And Michael Sean Harris. Love that soundtrack. People that some that they like it. It's funky and, and vibesy and, and Caribbean-y. We should play a little bit more of it um towards the end of this one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we'll give yes. people we'll give people we're gonna give you some, uh, you know, it's just some some a brata. We're gonna give you some more of of, yes. of this as we look at our at our producer. <laughs> <laughs> and so I have been here with Natasha Levy. And I have been here with Fabian. And this has been episode 10 of, of She, she has, has Kids, He, he doesn't. doesn't. I will chat again with you soon. Bye. Bye, Bye Fabian. Later. Bye. Thank you.